we have our sibling loss panel. I love all the siblings that are on this panel today. Yes, you all know this is near and dear to my heart. It's the reason that I am in this field. My brother Scott died at when he was 17 and you all have been a huge part of my journey and such an important part. So we are gonna hear from these leaders in the field today. And Cindy Tart is going to moderate this panel. She is one of my Fab Five sisters. Um, Cindy will be joined by Chris Loranco. And I know Chris, people say your name another way, but I've always said it wrong. So why start saying it right today? <laughs> Jason Wenda Franicki. Hi, Jason. The reason that I really wanted these siblings to be on is because they are all leaders in the field of sibling loss. And they have presented at numerous Compassionate Friends conferences, both on a regional and national level. These siblings, have helped in building awareness for sibling loss and they facilitate virtual sibling loss support groups. Cindy and Chris are currently serving on the board of directors for the Compassionate Friends. I served with Cindy on the board for many years. Cindy is also the sibling representative on the board. Jason received the prestigious Karen Snap Outstanding Sibling Award. Um, Stephen facilitates an LGBTQT virtual support group, which you all can log into anytime. So I just want you to know everything that they're doing. Jason is also a yogi. Um, so, you know, these siblings all do the work that they do in honor of their brothers and sisters' memory. So please welcome my sibling all-stars. And if you all need more support, please go to TCF Sibs or the Sounds of the Siblings Facebook page because you will see all of these people there that will help you find hope after loss and support you. So I'm going to turn this panel over to my rock, my sibling rock stars. Thank you so much. Thanks, Heidi. I appreciate it. Hi, everybody. I'm Cindy. I'm Dennis's sister. And if Stephen comes on, let me know and I will definitely pull him into the group. I'm going to start with Jason real quick and let him introduce himself. You got it. So my name is Jason Wendroff Ronicki. Uh, I lost my sister, Lauren Michelle, uh, in 1998. She died in a car accident. Uh, it was very sudden. One day she was here and the next day she wasn't. Uh, I've been part of TCF kind of since the beginning, but more recently, um, I have started, I've, I've worked with Cindy and with Chris and the TCF, the Compassionate Friends community in creating an online sibling support group through Zooms like this. Absolutely. Thank you, Jason. And we'll have more information about that. What he just mentioned for everybody attending um, this Open to Hope conference at the end of the session. And Chris, go ahead. Hi, everyone. I'm Chris Lorenzo. Uh, my two brothers, Zach and Alex, were electrocuted on July 4th, 2003. Um, I was there with them when it happened. Uh, me, them, and my father were on a boating trip together. I first got involved with TCF in um, 2005 when I was dragged along to a national conference um, as a child. And uh, I've been involved ever since. And um, at the national level, I've been presenting workshops and um, giving talks and that kind of thing for the last 10 or so years. And I joined the TCF board about two years ago. 
Thanks, Chris. Is Steven on the call, Heidi? I don't see him. I don't see him either. Uh, I think I think he's he's not here yet. I think they're working okay. on, on adding him. I think he's having some problems getting on. Okay, that's fine. We'll come back to him when he joins us. Okay. Thanks. So um, for those who don't know me, I'm Cindy Tart, and my brother Dennis died in 1986. I kind of like many other siblings was bribed or coerced by my parents to attend this um, grief conference with the compassionate friends and um, haven't turned back since. So just wanted to introduce myself. All right. Good afternoon. There are some slight uh, camera and tech issues going. We will move forward. My name is Stephen Stott. My pronouns are he and him. My sister Stacy died in a car accident um, that I was also in back in August of 2002. So um, August uh, this year will be the 20th anniversary. Um, Thanks for being here, guys. Um, I had a question for the three of you, and I'll let any one of the three of you start off answering it. Um, first of all, when did you feel your grief about the death of your sibling or siblings become validated in some way? Or was it the fact that you ran across another bereaved sibling that understood your grief and that helped with the validation? I can start there. So I, um, I never felt validated after the loss. Uh, interestingly, and I've, I've told this story uh, many times uh, at TCF meetings, I have a bereaved sibling in my own family. Uh, my cousin lost his brother in um, 1999. And uh, Despite that, no one in my entire family ever reached out to me or, or validated me in any way, which was very isolating. Um, you know, as, as a child, you're already going through a lot of issues and then having something so traumatic happen and feeling like there's no support from your family uh, was very, very difficult. For me, I didn't feel validated until actually I was dragged along to the grief conference and met other siblings who had gone through um, similar things and were willing to share um, their experiences. And that was the first time, uh, nearly two years after I lost my brothers, that I actually felt like um, what I had been through was validated. Yeah, and for me, as far as validation goes, in the beginning, I didn't really care about validation, to be honest with you. I knew that it really was pretty crappy of the situation I was dealing with. And I needed to find a way of dealing with it myself. I did get slightly involved in the compassionate friends at that point, but the, the sibling group was so young at the time, especially in my area, that it was all siblings that had lost their sibling about the same time. So there wasn't any like, seasoned grievers in the group and which is actually what brought me back to get more involved was that i i am now one of those seasoned grievers and i wanted to be the role model that i wish i had had back then the other but the other thing is is that my parents didn't acknowledge that I was dealing with my grief in my own way. They thought because they were dealing with the grief in their way that I should follow their lead. And in fact, I needed to do something very different. And I went along kind of the lines of uh, Heidi's sister, Rebecca. I started you know, learning about yoga and healthy lifestyle and uh, just getting my own physical body in peak shape so that and the emotional piece came along with that. So um, it wasn't until I started teaching workshops with through the 
through the compassionate friends did my parents realize that my path was very different from theirs. Stephen, did you want to chime in? Are you still able to talk? Yeah, I see you. Yeah, I can still talk. It's just the, the video issue. Um, I think my story is somewhat similar to what we hear about the other siblings and that they get kind of get dragged along. But mine is a little different in that my mom just didn't know what to do with me. And in her own grief, I, I honestly don't remember her even asking me or telling me about TCF. Um, but my first conference was when I was 21 back in Nashville, Tennessee. And I would have to say um, the then, as we were called, the sounds of the siblings, that was probably the one thing that got me to come back because I have a background in theater, dancing, gymnastics and cheerleading. And so being a part of something that I could really connect to because those were the things that I also did with my sister um, got me to come back. And then like we all say, it's it, it sucks to have to um, be in a group where everyone has experienced, you know, the death of a sibling, uh, grandchild or parent for all those out there. Um, but yet how comforting it is to, to know that um, although we share that hurtful uh, bond, um, it still provides healing even through that pain. Absolutely, thank you so much for sharing. Um, next question for my panel. If you could give any helpful hints to bereaved parents about acknowledging their surviving children's grief, what would it be? I would have to say, I'll start with this one, that we're still alive, right? Like that was the, like in, inherent in the question is surviving ch children's grief. Like we're still there. We still need that emotional support. We still need you to be there for our wins and our victories. And, and uh, we need your love and we need your support. And we're, because our sibling is no longer here, you know, we need you as, we still need you. It doesn't change that fact at all. I, I totally agree with what Jason just said. Um, you know, one, one of the common things you hear a lot um, from other siblings is that there's a shrine in their house uh, to their uh, <laughs> sibling. And uh, I, I had that same situation, so I can, I can definitely relate. Um, I also think uh, one thing I would suggest is I think parents have a tendency to, to want to help, you know, it's, it's not like you don't want to help. And in some ways, um, I think some some parents might try to force their surviving child to talk about um, what they went through. And some people aren't comfortable with that. Um, it's been almost 20 years for me. And it took me probably 15 or 16 years before I was comfortable talking about that with my parents. Um, so I would my helpful hint that I would suggest is just um, give the option to talk if, if they want, because some people are really good at doing that but um, don't be offended if your surviving child does not want to talk to you. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, um, I think it's a big mix, right? Because we don't want okay. to be, um, as the siblings, you know, bombarded with, still working out the tech issues, if you can hear that in the background. Um, 
Because I think, again, for me, like my mom didn't ask me until I, until like five years later. So I think it's a balance of like, you know, making sure that you, you do ask them um, and or sometimes it's more subtle, like if you can print out flyers and have things hanging around. Uh, because oftentimes, um, you know, for me being in high school, it would have been nice to have that support group. Um, I had friends 10 years later say, oh, I never knew what to say to you. Um, so they didn't say anything until 10 years later. So how nice it would have been just to, um, you know, because sometimes as siblings, we don't want to go to our parents or burden them with our grief. Um, so even having the little things around uh, to connect. Um, and for those who might have younger siblings, we do have a teen uh, specific sibling support that meets on Sundays. I, yes, I want, absolutely. Go ahead, I just Jason. want to also add that a lot of the messages that we get as siblings is that we have to be strong for our parents. Um, and, and it's something, or another one is that they turn to us and say, how's your mom doing? How's your dad doing? Before even asking about how we're doing as bereaved siblings. And it's really important that to have, if you have this message of you have to be strong for your parents, your parents aren't necessarily going to be the people that you go to to talk about the death of, of your sibling because it's the death of their child. And so if you have to be strong for them, you can't then open up and be vulnerable with them. At the, it's hard to be vulnerable and strong at the same time. So many of us siblings, we do turn to each other for that support and for that, uh, for that connection. That's what I was going to say. Just following up with what they said, I guarantee you, your surviving children are talking to someone. They will share their grief. It's just a matter of, like Jason said, they don't want to hurt you just like you don't want to hurt them. Um, so next question, if you could give hope to your younger self about your grief, what would you say? Stephen, I'll let you start. Um, I would say, um, I guess I want to speak more directly for any siblings who uh, might identify within the LGBTQ plus community, because for me, that was a, a huge thing because I knew when I was younger, I was different. And growing up um, around when the Lemmy Project was around, um, that kind of, you know, instilled a sense of fear of like my own death so that when my sister had died, um, I could honestly say that I was more fearful for being, you know, gay than um, her dying. Um, and I know some people kind of don't always get that, um, even with friends that I've talked about, and that's okay too. It's it's a part of my story and, and something that I have to work through. And again, we, we figure out our own um, journeys as we get to talk to the many different siblings. Um, even if it's a different death, sometimes you can find um, healing and hearing someone else's story um, and how they handled it. Um, and or especially when it's something similar or when we identify the same way, um, that can help as well. So I, I think with the TCF SIBs, just, I, I know it's more about what advice would you give to the, your younger self, but more about how can we, um, for me, I, I would say, how could I reach out more? Because I think that's a, a big thing that, um, that I didn't do as much until I was older. Absolutely, either one of my other two panelists. Thank you, Stephen. For me, it was uh, if I had to like kind of talk to my younger self, it was just it would be to acknowledge that I'm going to be able to find joy again 
uh, because right in the beginning, it, it's just like a, a gut punch and you don't know if you're ever going to catch your wind again. And a lot of times, even within the first one, two, three, sometimes even five years, you feel guilty about having these experiences that are going to make you happy because you, in, on one side, you, you're happy. And then on the other side, my sister's still dead, you know, so it's and then I feel guilty about being happy. And so that gets a lot softer over time. And so if I had to communicate with my younger self, I would say you're going to find joy again. You're going to find happiness and, you know, your life will move on. Thank you. And you will find hope again, too. Absolutely. Chris. I, I just want to echo what what Jason said. I my advice to myself would be it gets better. Um, I think it's, it's hard to see that it gets better. And um, I feel like I've grown a lot over the years. I've, I've learned a lot of things. I had to face a lot of milestones alone, um, which, which is definitely tough, but it does get better. And I think you can go on and have that hope and have that happiness again. And obviously I would trade all of this and meeting all of you to have them back, but um, you can still be happy and things will get better. Um, it just takes time. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I think we might have time for one more question. Not sure Heidi will stop me if we don't. So I'm going to go ahead and ask for my three panelists. Um, what has helped you the most about being involved in the bereaved sibling support group with TCF SIDS? I think one of the things for me has been the fact that a group of people who never met Lauren got, get a chance to know her through my stories, through our relationship, through our through my memories. Uh, and now I have, you know, a, a whole crew that when I say, you know, chicken in a basket, they know that Lauren loved chicken in a basket. When I when I say, oh, let's go eat some cheesecake. They know that I'm thinking about her and they know and and we get to know each other's siblings, even though we've never met them at all. And we get to know all of these great stories. And and it that would actually surprise me that it, it, I would find really a lot of comfort in that. Thank you, Jason. Chris. I would say the, the thing that was that has been best to me about um, being involved with with TCF and with peer support is just seeing people get better over the years. Um, I think it's, it's very rewarding to have someone come up to you and, and tell you that something you said helped me. And, um, you know, that that's happened a lot. And I, I feel like that that's been my favorite part of being involved is just knowing that I'm having some kind of impact on other people, hopefully a positive one, but some kind of impact on on others. That's that's been very rewarding for me. Good. Thank you, Chris. Stephen. Yeah, I think for me, it's it's that active component of, of even just what you said is being involved because you can you can grieve and you can mourn alone and, and get stuck or you can kind of, you know, get involved with other organizations and places and meet people and, and move. And, you know, I, I grew up doing sports and, you know, I love exercising and I know people are like, ew, I don't like like exercise. What the hell is that? Like, no, I want to do that. But I think, you know, in life, um, uh, movement is very important and, and getting to do it with other people and, and community and support. Um, and there's an ebb and flow, right? Like you don't grieve necessarily 24 seven. Like sometimes, you know, you forget for a moment or you get busy with work or relationships or issues and then you go back into grief. So it's kind of like 
um, finding that, that flow where you go into it and you lean into it and then you just go back to life and then you go back into grief and then you go back into life and, and trying to find that balance. Absolutely. Thank you, Stephen. Guys, I think our time is just about up. I think Heidi may chime in, but before she does, I wanted to tell all three of you, thank you for the people that are viewing this right now. I can promise you, I have one brother, Dennis. He's no longer with me. He died 36 years ago, but on that screen right there, right there, right there on my screen, I got three brothers right there. I've adopted them. So, and that's what TCF Sibs is to me. It's a big family. And it's those brothers and sisters that I adopt in that if I'm having a rough moment, even 36 years down the road, I can pick up a phone and they're going to be at the other end of it. I, I love this, Cindy. You all are so awesome. Like you said, you're all my brothers and sisters. And can you tell everybody out there about the conference this summer? Yes, I'm so excited. Oh, um, so the conference August 5th through August 7th in Houston, Texas. Um, I'm going to go ahead and let the cat out of the bag. I think there's a bunch of siblings, even on this phone call, who are going to arrive like the Sunday or the Monday before the conference because A, they're given the hotel rate, the good hotel rate at the time, and B, we need some sibling time. COVID really affected that, the hugs, the time face-to-face, -face, talking face-to-face, -face, sharing those stories Jason had mentioned. Um, it just, it, we need that. So just, there's going to be a lot of brief siblings at the hotel just four or five days early. And when they come, they'll have, just like parents and grandparents, they'll have brief sibling workshops throughout the whole conference time. We have a Friday night event, the cat's out of the bag. It's almost approved. I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's karaoke, it's dancing, and we're going to have a blast. <laughs> I love it. So for all the parents out there watching and siblings, please go to the Compassionate Friends. And if your kids don't know anybody, just connect with one of these people right here and they will take your kids and introduce them to so many people and they'll have so much support that they will be dragging you next year. Absolutely. Heidi, one more thing too. Before we finish, I want to make sure that uh, Jason, I'm going to put it on you. I'm really good at delegating. These guys will <laughs> tell you that. But um, Jason, I'm going to put it on you. Email Heidi, the MailChimp link. Yep. This is something that single week take place via Zoom wow. and there are different topics such as creative writing, just kind of a support group meeting, uh, book club. There's all kinds of things for siblings. The teen group that uh, Stephen mentioned, the LGBTQ plus group that Stephen mentioned. So there's tons of opportunities to get plugged in through MailChimp and all you have to do send them your email, send them your name, then Jason will send you this happy little email every Sunday. Thank you all for being the leaders. Our brothers and sisters are our guiding lights.